Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and today I am joined by MetPro Director of Coaching, Megan Omley. And we're going to be discussing meal planning 301. So at MetPro, we know our clients like to get help with meal planning, but also everyone has a different level or skill set of cooking and planning. So this episode will be geared toward a person who has been on MetPro for a while now. They've mastered the basics of meal prepping and they're looking to make a hearty meal that is more complex, perhaps a lasagna for the family to share. So this episode would be a great place to start for that. However, if that isn't you and you're just getting started, we have also created a meal planning discussion for beginners and for those that are a little bit further along in their journey as well. So you can check out Meal Planning 101 and 201. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is like, you've arrived. You've arrived at your MetPro meal planning, measuring, understanding, and now you get to get into it. And if you're somebody who loves to cook, like this is a great place to be. Like you're getting it. So have some fun, right? Yeah. So this person is comfortable with the multiple ingredients. They know what their serving sizes look like because they have their scale. They're ready. (laughs) (laughs) If you've listened to the other two, you know, Megan's favorite thing is a food scale. (laughs) Exactly. So now what about supplies for this level? What do we need? What do we need on hand? Your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. You you need your knowledge, right? You need your knowledge on this one, right? If you try to jump into this and you try to create these things right away, it can just lead to frustration and just, oh, this is too hard and I can't cook anything. You will get here. And it does not take long if you keep things simple at first and then jump to, you know, this. I don't know how to not cook MetPro anymore, right? Like I just don't. I don't know. It just all happens and it works and you'll get there too. And it, I'm not talking like in six months, I'm not talking that long. I'm talking like weeks time. Right. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be here soon <laughs> if you're not already here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how do we know if we found a good recipe that we're going to be trying for this more advanced difficulty? Are there, are there things we should be looking for? Yeah. You know, a few things. I'll back up just a little bit, right? You're going to want to decide who are you prepping this for, right? So if you decide, okay, I'm going to have, you know, this, these lettuce wraps, for example, for just me for lunch for the next three days, okay, right? You're going to want to look at your face and you're going to want to understand, okay, for one lunch, I've got two meal carbs, two proteins, two veggie carbs, and one fat, let's say, right? Okay. Okay. That's actually a phase, but (laughs) close enough. And you want to have this meal where you're having it, like I said, for three lunches, you know, that then you're going to need six servings of that meal carb, six servings of that protein, six servings of that veggie carb, and then three fats. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to want to just multiply that through. And that's if you're cooking just for you, but let's say you're cooking dinner for your family. You're going to want to know what you need, but then also what your family probably wants. So if you're using, say a recipe and it calls for, you know, one pound of chicken, but you know, Hey, you need four ounces. And then your two sons and your husband are going to want six ounces each. Well, you're going to need to adapt that recipe and maybe cook, you know, one pound and six ounces of chicken, right? Or just cook two pounds and double it. And then you've got your leftovers, right? (laughs) For for your lunch the next day, a big fan of that one, but you're going to want to think about what your family needs versus what you need and then multiply it that way. Does that make sense? You're going to want to think about it by meal for you, but then add your family, 
Or if you're doing this for multiple meals for yourself, multiply that through for however however many days that would be. And I'm guessing if this is the first time you're making this for your family, you might need to do a little trial and error. You might need to play with like, you know, like you knew off the top of your head, you know, well, your your son might want six ounces each of that chicken. But but maybe other people don't know that. So it might be like trial and error the first couple of times. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when cooking for the family. So in that case, dish yourself first, right? <laughs> you get what you need and then let the hungry wolves come in and grab what they need, right? Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it, right? Yes. Um, so then when you look at a recipe that's going to have more advanced difficulties, right? I'm talking stews. I mentioned those lettuce wraps, chilies. Maybe you want to create a frittata for, you know, a girl's brunch that you're going to, Ooh. or say a shrimp ceviche or those kind of things, right? They sound really like, wow, but they can be really simple too. So those are things that you'll want to kind of look at recipe wise, and then start to dial in. Who am I cooking for? right? You know, the things that you need to put all together before you serve it. That's the kind of recipe, right? That I'm talking about. We talked about the tacos or the spaghetti where you're still kind of measuring as it hits your plate. These things would be cooked all together in the pan and then divided after the cooking with everything mixed. Yeah. so So you can't really weigh and measure at that point because you've got the knowledge of what it should look like. Okay. So this is where you're kind of using that. Okay. I know that I get my four ounces of chicken. So it kind of looks like this ish. And then if it's got sides in there, vegetables, you're kind of going by your knowledge. You can load up on the veggies. You can put the protein on and then just kind of eyeball it. You don't need to like pull out the scale again and reweigh everything. No, because it's all been cooked and mixed together. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've already measured at the beginning and then you've thrown it all in the pot. These, you know, like those one pan meals or that kind of a thing, that's where you're going to take that, adjust it on the front end and then put it in. So if you decide, okay, I'm cooking for myself for the next three lunches, right? I've got my six ounces of, you know, protein. I've got my three fats. I've got my six serving sizes of meal carbs. So I've got that quinoa, that ground beef, the carrots, right? It all goes in. And then when it comes out, you're dividing by three. And putting one here, one here, one here, each container shoving it in the fridge. That's the kind of thing that I'm meaning by that kind of advanced. Okay. Knowing how to do that. And then if you're doing it for your family, that's almost like an expert level, right? <laughs> because you've got more, but you know, okay, I'm going to take, you know, one eighth of this and then they're going to have the rest. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So when you talk about the difference in these levels, we've talked beginner, we've talked intermediate, we've talked advanced through our different episodes. Why is it important to wait before we're getting into this more complex meal? You got to know what it needs to look like. And what I mean by that is if you're only taking one eighth of what you've just prepped, like you can look at that, but there's some math here, right? And so you need to know, okay, I've used one pound, six ounces of, you know, chicken and this much quinoa, how much of that is actually mine? Right. And Mm -hmm. so there's just some math here and yeah, you're not going to get it down to the grain, right? Like understand their quinoa might've ended up like a little bit more on this side of the pot. Exactly. Right. 
That's okay. Or if you divide it by three for your lunches and you've got, you know, well, that looks a little bit heavier on the sweet potato side of things. It's okay. Right. If we're talking like really nitty gritty. Now, if you really look at it and you're like, that has way more, well then maybe you steal a little bit of that and put it on this side and it's not exactly divided by. So there's some math here, right? Until you're comfortable with Metro, it's a really good idea to just back up and not get too complex. Now I'll say that, but I mentioned like a strip ceviche. So I'll use this as my example. Great. If you pull that up on like allrecipes.com, right. Or we have a great one on our Academy site too. You're going to get in there and recognize like, Oh, the only items that I actually need to account for is a lot of that stuff is free foods. I only need to account for the shrimp, the oil, and maybe one or two other things, right? And heart's content typically on the veggies, right? And so something that looks more complex sometimes can be rather simple if you get in there and find, okay, it's just a bunch of veggies and then I count my fat and my protein or what have you, right? Yeah. So at that point, you're just kind of making sure you don't go overboard on the shrimp and overboard on the oil. Really, that's exactly. the two things you got to worry about. Yep. Or And deciding, I'm going to prep this for three meals wouldn't use a shrimp ceviche like as leftovers per se, but like that's what you would do. And you'd make sure you have enough shrimp for those three meals and enough oil for those three meals. Right. Okay. And then the rest is just kind of addition. All right. right. Well, surprisingly, the more complex is actually more simple to explain. So <laughs> what, right? what have we, what have we missed? What else do listeners need to know about this more advanced level? Yeah. You know, just don't get frustrated with it. If you're finding that you're getting, you know, really frustrated with this type of cooking, go back, just revert a little bit, right? Go back into things that are simpler for a little bit, right? And then come back or maybe try, you know, a couple of these each week. That can be great when you've got more time to kind of put into it or think, right? But once you feel like you know how much visually two proteins are of chicken or fish or what have you, you know, your brain space is freed up to kind of not have to think of that. And you can think of what the recipe and what the end result can be. Right. Yeah. So Megan, I do have a question though. So I have to admit that this part of it kind of intimidates me. So I have a recipe. My mom, my family favorite is ham and beans, which is totally Southern. And, um, and <laughs> yeah. I say that because Southern comes with uh, fat and a lot of it. And that. so I just kind of thought I could never have it again. Is it, are you saying that it's possible for me to still have like ham and beans? Is that a thing? Like maybe? <laughs> okay. Fill, fill me in a little bit more, right? Okay, California okay. girl here. <laughs> I did live in the South for a period of time. So I've experienced that whole, you know, a lot of fat thing, which is great. Delicious nonetheless. But yeah. fill me in. What does this kind of look like? Okay. So in a crock pot, you would put like navy beans or brown beans overnight and you'd put water in it. And then you'd put like a ham hock because again, Southern, you'd throw basically a big chunk of ham that's on the bone in the crock pot and you'd let it cook all day. Mm -hmm. And then if you somehow got really lucky, you would serve it with cornbread because that's what Ooh. we do. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not going to be able to guarantee you the cornbread. Okay. But maybe it works. And again, flavor wise, I'm not totally sure. Maybe it works with like a corn tortilla or a rice or something like that. So okay. maybe you're manipulating that too. Follow up question. The beans, what liquid are you putting in with that? Just is it water. water. Is it just okay, water? Just water. Because mm -hmm. you've got enough from the ham going on. Okay. Yeah. 
So you know the weight of that ham hock going in typically, right? Yes. So that's going to be a key, right? Okay. That's going to be a key. And um, I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head. So for simplicity's sake, well, I might be able to incorporate both, but for in simplicity's sake, let's just say that you are just cooking for you. Okay. Not maybe your family. So you look at the weight of that ham hock. No one else like, in my okay. house will eat it. So this is a great I, example. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to do both, but I'm just thinking through it here, right? So let's say you've got a pound, right? And so you know you need four ounces. And so you're going to look at that and go, okay, that's going to be basic four ounces at each meal, okay. right? I should say. And so that's going to be four meals worth just of that ham. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing you need to know. Then you need to know, okay, beans. Well, guess what? We've got another complexity here, right? And bear with me. I've never cooked ham and beans before. So I'm trying to, then you've got the beans. And so you know that that is a carb primarily, but you've also got some protein to account for in that, right? So you know, you've got your four ounces at each meal, but maybe now we say, okay, you've got five meals technically or maybe six, but let's back up to the beans. And so one third cup of beans is going to be one meal carb and half serving of protein, right? So you're going to want to know how many beans go in to that crock pot, right? So if you go, okay, one third cup, one third cup, that's my two meal carbs and one full protein. And I'm going to do that, you know, four more times because I did four Four days. Four days because I had a one pound ham hock, right? Okay. Now the whole thing cooks and it comes out and you're thinking, okay, but I need to account for that beans. Here's where I'm going to try to get fancy in my brain with math, which is not my strongest suit. My mother would tell you that. So same girl, then same. You're, <laughs> right? Like just <laughs> wheels are going in my brain. So excuse me if I totally butcher this last part, it is possible. That's the point, but then you're going to pull it out and you're going to go, okay, so I need two thirds cup of beans at each one. And I need four ounces of ham. But when I account for that one serving of protein that I'm getting, that's going to drop me down to two ounces of ham, right? And so maybe that's where you start, actually. Maybe when you put everything in, you then say, I need a few more beans because now this is actually going to stretch me six meals for the one pound of ham because I don't need as I don't need the full four ounces. I need more like two ounces at each. Now, when you pull it out, You're not going to be like, how many ounces of ham is in this serving? You're going to go with your ladle or what have you, or you might spread it out and go, okay, I need six servings of this. And I'm estimating that it's six, but I think it might be seven. And then you're just going to ladle it in until it looks equal into seven bowls. Okay. There you go. And that's it. Okay. It's possible. Okay. And then maybe one day you eat it with corn tortillas and the next day you eat it with brown rice and you just don't tire of it or you stick it in the freezer, right? You might not want to eat it seven days in a row. No. <laughs> so you might no, you know, pop some of those in the freezer, <laughs> um, but it might work, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. might be able to do it. So if you are, you know, just to reiterate, if you have a meal that you is a family favorite, ask your coach, right? They can maybe help you manipulate it. Now, don't send your coach one that's packed full of raw sugar or <laughs> packed full of milk and, you know, condensed milk or pineapple juice. Those sorts of things get difficult right? Sure. or are just not 
allowed. Uh, but a lot of things that are simple, which cooking from scratch can be like that family recipes can really sometimes be made into, yeah, you get it on Metro. So go make your ham and beans this weekend, Crystal. I'm doing it. <laughs> I love it. I'm I love so it. excited. Great one. Great one. Thank I love you. That. Okay. All right. Very, yeah. very helpful. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, can you give people your email address to reach out to you if they have yeah. any questions? Yeah. Megan, M-E-G-A-N at metpro.co. Wonderful. Well, listeners, that's all for this week. You can find all of the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review because that lets other people know what they can expect. And you can learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I'll be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key. 